0: Hello and welcome to another IPSX podcast which follows the recent first admission to trading of Mailbox REIT PLC on IPSX Wholesale. IPSX, as I'm sure our listeners will know by now, is the world's first securities exchange dedicated to commercial real estate. In today's episode, I will be discussing with a distinguished panel of guests the journey to a successful admission on a public market. What are the challenges? What have we learned from the process so far and what are the benefits that a public admission to trading gives to both owners and investors? I'm joined by three commercial property experts, Roger Clark, Chris Hardy and Richard Werner. Hello, Paul. Good morning. Hello, Paul. Thank you all for being here and for the benefit of our listeners, let me introduce you all a little bit more fully. Roger Clark is the Managing Director and Head of Capital Markets at IPSX. He has spent 30 years working in European capital markets, including investment banking roles at J.P. Morgan, Casanova. More recently, he was Head of Corporate Finance at M7 Real Estate, and Roger is our IPSX host for this podcast. Uh,
1: Hello, Paul, and uh, good morning to everyone who's listening in. It's, uh, It's great to be here, and I'm thrilled to be hosting our guests. Also here is Chris Hardy, Director of Corporate Finance at
0: WH Ireland. Chris is a corporate financier with over 30 years' experience in the corporate finance departments of integrated banks Kleinwort Benson and Charterhouse, and Head of Corporate Finance at Tether and Greenwood. Chris was a Director at Arden Partners for 13 years before joining WH Island in November 2018, and WH Island with a Lead Advisor on the Mailbox REIT admission. Good morning, Chris.
2: Paul, thanks very much for that intro. Um, it's a pleasure to be here, and I hope uh, this will be an informative and uh, useful uh, podcast.
0: And my third guest, Richard Werner, is a partner at Brian Cave Leighton Paisner, Richard is a corporate finance partner who specialises in advising listed companies in the property sector.
3: Hello Paul, uh, I'm delighted to be here and looking forward to discussing the, uh, the admission process for IPSX.
0: The title of today's podcast is Improving the Journey to a Successful Admission on a Public Market. Roger, perhaps you should kick off by telling us what do we mean by a public market and then what the IPSX model is.
1: Well, it's quite an interesting question because I guess we all think we know what a public market means, but, but... I guess there could be a lot of definitions. I think at its simplest, the public market is one that everybody has access to. Uh, It means listed markets, exchanges like IPSX, where pricing of the securities is transparent. It's the same for everyone, where liquidity is provided by traders, broker dealers, who will ensure that you can buy, and of course, most importantly, sell shares at any time you want to on the market. Uh, it means regulation, protecting investors from being misled or having products mis-sold to them. Um, ongoing financial information disclosures, valuations of the property in our case, uh, and it means, importantly, as we're going to hear today, it means all of the documents at the time of the listing being properly prepared, accurately prepared, signed off by lawyers, and in the case of a prospectus, uh, the regulator as well. What the IPSX model brings to this is that for the first time ever, now property uh, is subject to this level of liquidity and transparency. An asset class that's always previously only been for for the very biggest institutions or private equity firms is is now properly on a public market.
0: What sort of things should a prospective issuer be focused on ahead of admission? And and how do you make the, the process for them as smooth as possible?
1: Well, again, I'm going to leave it to, to expert practitioners to, to get into the detail of most of this, but I would say probably the first and most important thing that an issuer needs to do ahead of admission is appoint the right advisory team, which is primarily a lead advisor you're going to hear from and a, and a lawyer, an issuer's lawyer. There are other members of the team, uh, approved valuers, reporting accountants, possibly uh, financial PR firm, but your lawyer and your lead advisor are, are the key ones. Who should you appoint to make it as smooth as possible? Well, that's going to depend on existing relationships. It's going to depend perhaps on the track records of the firms involved in advising on certain types of deal, certain types of property sector, certain types of investor. Um but there's a lot of choice, and a good place to start um, would be looking at our website, ipsx.com, where we have a, a directory of member firms, uh, a list of issuer service providers. And um, as I say, that's the first and most important thing to get right for an issuer. Yeah, I think, um,
2: I'd maybe add to that. And, um, I think the valuer is a fairly important early ingredient to make sure that the, 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 the product that's being offered. Um, uh, you, know, you understand it, what's and all before you before you start the process. So, getting the valuer maybe a condition report is good preparation. Um, but but yes, getting your advisors on board has got to be number one.
0: Well, Richard, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about the actual process of admission and uh, how it how it's different to a private real estate sale. Well, the the,
3: the, the process is uh, is different to a uh, um, to a a private sale, but it's it's a very well understood process. Uh, The key key difference is that um, for an IPSX transaction, uh, a public document will be prepared, uh, as we'll see uh, in a while. This is either a a prospectus or an admission document, uh, and that document uh, describes the property or the properties uh, that are being admitted to the exchange. Uh, It will provide other background information uh, on the business as well, including about the strategy, uh, and any other information that uh, investors uh, require in order to make their investment decision. And that's the that's, that's one of the key the key differences. The fact that there's a public document. It's a it's a it's a, it's a public process.
0: Well, what you mentioned there, the admission uh, document or prospectus. What's the difference between the two? And then perhaps you could go on to say who's involved in this whole process. Chris mentioned valuation. But ultimately, everything is all in this admission or prospectus document, isn't it?
3: Yes. Uh, The the difference between a prospectus and an admission document is is a technical one. Uh, Generally, um, uh, for admission to IPSX Prime, uh, there's going to be a prospectus. And typically, uh, for admission to IPSX Wholesale, there will be uh, an admission document. The the key difference is that uh, a prospectus has to be approved by the Financial Conduct Authority which means that the process uh, will take will take slightly longer. Um, uh, there also may be uh, more scope to simplify the document uh, where an admission document is being prepared rather than rather than a prospectus. Um, as regards those who are going to be involved, Roger touched on 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 this earlier. And, uh, it, solicitors will be uh, will be key, uh, and a firms of solic- uh, solicitors like BCLP will prepare all of the legal documentation. Uh, there will also be a financial firm who will Uh, with marketing the IPO to investors. Uh, As Roger mentioned, there will also need to be a lead advisor uh, which will advise the issuer uh, on the IPSS rules. Uh, Typically, this would be uh, either the uh, financial firm or the uh, firm of lawyers who are involved uh, in the transaction. Uh, As Roger also mentioned, there are likely to be reporting accountants uh, who will will, uh, provide uh, reports on certain aspects of the um, Uh, the financial affairs of the company company being brought to the market, uh, and as Chris mentioned, uh, valuers will also have uh, an important role.
0: Roger, just uh, picking up on uh, what Richard was saying there at the beginning, what is the difference between IPSX Prime and IPSX Wholesale,
1: just very briefly? Well, very very briefly, uh, one of the markets, Prime, is um, what's known as the regulated market, and the second one, wholesale, is what's known as a multilateral trading facility. This means there are, there are some technical differences between them. I, I, actually, there's a lot of similarities. There. They both have full disclosures. They both have liquidity provided by market makers. Paul, I think the way I like to think of it is that the prime market is designed for very low-risk, stable, income-producing assets that are fully let securing lots of rent and paying it all out in dividends the wholesale market can be for a slightly higher return perhaps higher risk um, projects perhaps projects which are geared more towards making um, capital profits as well as income profits and because of that it's restricted so that um, retail investors can't invest in shares on the wholesale market it's only for professional and institutional investors
0: Okay. Thank you, Roger. Well, coming to you now, Chris, obviously the other uh, element of uh, market is the investors. Uh, what do you see as the target investors for placements and IPOs? And has anything changed recently with investor appetite, do you think?
2: I think um, marketing is an interesting area in, in that it does differ from a uh, conventional institutional marketing on on. Uh, Other markets um, uh, in the larger institutions tend to have their own direct investment sides um, and smaller institutions uh, are looking for investments in a sort of portfolio approach, i.e. they're not really sophisticated buyers of the property sector. They just want exposure to that asset class or to that management team. Um, so i I would say that the logical interested parties um, are the pension funds um, uh, and the second logical um, and uh, where we found most interest was high net worth individuals and family offices with real estate experience Um, moving on i think the the next layer who should be investors in this are the ifas who manage people's SIPs, again, the steady income.
0: Independent financial advisors. Independent financial advisors. And the yes, self-invested sorry. pensions, I think. For
2: self-invested ref- pensions, yes. And then finally, retail investors um, uh, who, again, have the attraction of the steady income it is something that, um, particularly in these current low interest rate environments, uh, are, are, are very attractive. Um, and I think that that's that's really the point: is that the yield characteristics appeal to the pension funds, um, while the granularity and ability to invest directly in institutional product um, probably uh, is most attractive to the high you know the high net worth um, property experts as well as to retail investors who can can get the granularity of information that IPSX will provide for them um the second second part of your question was you know has anything changed recently and I think that there is um i think uh, I think the last 12, 15 months have been quite uh, strongly growth led in terms of investor appetite and I think I think we're beginning to see a bit of a change, partly because the the threat of in, inflation has raised its head again um uh, in that people are now looking more towards dividends and particularly companies who cut their dividends hard at the beginning of the COVID process. So we're we're beginning to see a lot more interest in dividend-led stocks, and I think that will play to IPSX's advantage.
0: What do you think the biggest learning has, has been as a result of that first mailbox listing or admission to uh, IPSX Wholesale?
2: Um, I think um, the first lesson really is, and, and this is a bit sort of obvious in some respects, is that nobody likes going first. Um, so, you know, when, when when you've got a new market and, and a new idea, people are inevitably hesitant, but that, that sort of impediment should now have been removed in that people can uh, go to uh, Morningstar, they can see the share price, they can see the volumes, uh, and and you know in all other respects it behaves like other markets. You know you settle through Crest, you have the same uh, security that Crest gives any market. Um, so I think that's um, I think perhaps the the level of caution was a was a slight surprise to us.
0: Okay, but what what do you think makes IPSX unique uh, to other other stock exchanges?
2: I think. Um, uh, for for investors, it, it allows them to invest in institutional product. As I've said, uh, I think secondly, um, it, it gives them sort of granularity. Uh, you know, you're not if you're if you're invested in British land, let us say, you have got a portfolio, um, and the investment decisions are made by the management team. Uh, and so you you know what what you start off by buying may not be what you end up buying um uh, being being invested in um the, the point about ipsx is that you've got a single building maybe a group of buildings connected um and and therefore you you sort of what you see is what you get i think that's very attractive from from the owner's point of view i think it's um it also gives them the opportunity to sell part of a a property um to to outside investors whilst you know, potentially maintaining uh, the, the, the property strategy and uh, uh, giving the investors the comfort that they, they've they got a proven management team managing the asset.
0: Roger, perhaps I could ask you to come in there. It, what do you think makes IPSX unique? And then carrying on from that, what, what do you think you've learned from the uh, first admission of mailbox in the process?
1: Well, I, look, I, I think Chris uh summed up the points very well there there's one other thing um which i'm glad he didn't mention because it's my favorite uh which i think i think on top of everything chris said what's really unique about ipsx and often people say to me what is the point of ipsx and it's this by by creating a a new stock exchange which is purely for real estate Uh, and so isn't just a sector of the London Stock Exchange where you can buy REITs. Chris mentioned British land, there are others. You can buy REITs on the London Stock Exchange, but they sit there alongside other sectors, technology, banks, miners, airline stocks, you name it. And when those big sectors, which are much bigger than real estate uh, in the listed space, move around, because of big macro trends that are happening in the stock market it's inevitable that the prices of REITs get pulled around and there's a thing called beta which is a a technical measure of the correlation between one share price and the whole and a lot of the REITs that exist on the stock exchange have very high betas sometimes an of one which means they're completely correlated to the stock market if you like Put it another way, when you buy British land shares, you're getting a very expensive footsie tracker. and That is not what you want from real estate. You want from real estate low correlation to other markets. You want it to be a diversifier to give you an alternative to the equity market. And it's only really by creating the pure exchange that we've done, which is unique. It, and, you know, Unique is a very overused word, but there's only one regulated stock market in the world. Uh, that's purely dedicated to real estate, and it's IPSX. So we're offering uniquely low volatility, low correlation, but with all of those benefits we talked about earlier on, liquidity, transparency, regulation.
0: Also that granularity and that uh, strategic opportunity to invest in a single strategy of your own, which is obviously what the high net worth individuals were, were keen on
1: absolutely and that's that's then I think I think possibly the the big learning point for me and again Chris Chris made the key points very well but I again allow me to draw the uh analogy with the say, say text we're all familiar with text um you know the part of the reason we're all familiar with text is our um the institutions that we save with whether it's our iSO or our Uh, they tend to be forced by the regulators to go into fewer and fewer big liquid names I call these very crowded trades. I I bet there's nobody on this call that doesn't own shares in Scottish mortgage for example everybody's got them we've all done very well out of them and you can sell them at any time but it's a very volatile stock as, as a result what we need to do though and what's never been available in real estate is this ability to either pick a single individual share let me use use the scottish mortgage example they they, they weren't recently a big investor in tesla you could either buy shares in tesla or you could get exposed to tesla through buying scottish mortgage shares on the london stock exchange or if you didn't even want to do that you could just buy a nasdaq tracker through an etf you know there are various different ways you could get exposure to tesla And in real estate, that exists as well. Again, British land was mentioned earlier as the sort of bellwether example of a big diversified REIT. If you just want UK property exposure, British land is a pretty good place to start. Uh, You could also buy um, IPD tracking funds. But what you've never been able to do before is to just specifically buy the mailbox. Now, Chris touched on this earlier on. This is brand new, and not yet. Is everybody ready for this? But, but they it will be because what we're creating for real estate is what has existed for years for bonds and equities.
0: Okay, well, um, Richard, coming back to this mailbox, then uh, how do you think we can streamline the admission process for single asset owners?
3: Well, I, th- I think I think the process will uh, will depend on the nature of the on the nature of the business. Um, we envisage um, different types of uh, of assets being brought to IPSX. Um ranging from um perhaps uh, quite straightforward single assets, for example, um maybe with a uh, with a long uh, full repairing and ensuring lease to a single tenant uh, right through to much more complex assets. mailboxes are a more complex assets, uh, and it's possible to envisage uh, even single assets which are which are more complex than that, with uh, multiple tenants and uh, complex asset management activities. And I think the process for listing is going to depend in part on that. Uh, list, uh, admitting a, uh, a straightforward single asset to the exchange, uh, in our view, should be, uh, should be a relatively straightforward, streamlined process. Um, it may be more complex where the, where the business in question um, is more complex, but we, we, still, we still believe that, um, that the process can be handled uh, very efficiently in in all cases we we think and Roger touched on this before but um, and it's going to be very important to uh to work with a team of advisors uh who understand real estate and more specifically understand ipsx very well
0: well one of the things that that was a choice that mailbox made here was to list as a reit a real estate investment trust um why was that and how did ipsx support them through the process roger
1: i think if you if you so the REIT regime, real estate investment trust, is is a thing that's known as um, providing tax transparency. It doesn't mean it's tax free, but what it means is that the company doesn't pay corporation tax before you then as the investor then pay uh, any sort of withholding tax or or income tax on on the dividends that you subsequently receive. So uh, you look straight through the corporate structure and use a shareholder pay tax as if you... Uh, own the property yourself. It's tax transparent. Now, other things being equal, of course, you would always choose to use that structure. It's it, because it is um, less friction and, and it's 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 a better way for your investors to to hold the asset. As with any tax legislation, there are lots and lots and lots of quite important uh, rules and provisions around it, which um, would need to be discussed with your legal and tax advisors. But You'd always be a REIT if you could be. What what did IPSX do to help with that? Well, specifically with the REIT status, nothing. I mean, you either can qualify for that or 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 not. Um, but obviously, as our first listing on our exchange, um, you know, we had the benefit. Some of the things Chris has been talking about, we had had some insights into over the last two or three years, particularly that I've been involved with IPSX, where I've had thousands and thousands of conversations with, potential investors, potential advisors, potential issuers. Um, And, you know, uh, divining through this some of those which were simply not going to be able to participate early on because they just wouldn't want to be pioneers. They need to see the the exchange and the market work first. You know, sifting those from the people who could and would um, get involved in a new market because they would find it exciting was something we were able to help a little bit with. Um, and and also, of course, just to support the issuer through the process as much as we can. Part of my team's job today, and it will be tomorrow and going forwards, will be to try and always make that journey as, as smooth as possible and support where we can. So we did as much as we could. Excellent.
0: Uh, Richard, going back to this, this concept of listing or admitting, and Roger talked about the number of conversations he's had, is there a preferable corporate structure that real estate should sit within, or is it? Is it? It depends.
3: Well, the assets uh, for an IPSX transaction will always sit within a within a corporate SPV. So, just a regular uh, a regular company uh, with share capital in the usual way. um To to create the structure for for admission, uh, some some restructuring may be required uh, in order to to optimise that structure. um, um but uh professional advisors uh would be able to uh, to assist with that um that's the usual part of the uh, of the process as roger said um we we, we definitely uh, envisage uh, the vast majority of um of uh, companies on ipsx being uh, being uk reits just because it is uh, a very attractive uh, tax regime which is very popular uh, quite rightly with uh, with investors and is uh, is very well suited to uh, to invest in income producing uh, real estate so uh, as roger said we, we we envisage the vast majority of transactions um using a uh, using a uk reit uh, some some work might be required um to to ascertain um, whether um whether uh, the company is eligible for that and to structure it in such a way uh so so that it so that it is but i think that will just be a uh, that would just be a normal part of the process on these sorts of transactions
0: okay and that, that's uh, some of the practicalities what about the timing is there a is there a right time for asset owners to consider their holding options
3: well i'm, I'm sure there's been music to roger's ears but we um we, we, we think that all asset owners who are considering an exit should at least consider uh, consider ipsx because there are uh in our view there are real potential benefits to the to the model uh, an area that we're particularly interested in is uh, is the owner occupier market where we think that there, uh, that there are uh, real opportunities for owner occupiers of uh, of real estate to use ipsx as a possible route to uh, to releasing capital um through uh, a sale and leaseback transaction of, of some type that's something that that's possible on ipsx um uh, which is uniquely possible on ipsx in fact would be uh, a kind of partial sale and leaseback, where um, where capital is released, but the owner occupier can retain uh, can retain control of the asset. So uh, we think that could be a very interesting area. Uh, obviously, um, uh, many companies following the pandemic are having to look at their balance sheets and potentially uh, rebuild their, uh, their balance sheets, and releasing capital from uh, from existing real estate assets could be uh, could could be an extremely attractive option in our view. Mm.
0: Um- Chris, coming to you, does the, the post Hill review, uh, which has happened recently, mean that we're likely to see some changes to admissions to public markets?
2: I think on other markets, um, I think, uh, I mean, the three key areas of the free, free float, um, SPACs, and, and dual class of shares. I think that that may well. I, I suspect the the area that's of most interest to IPSX is improving the retail access um, to to new issues, particularly, um, and simplifying that process uh, is certainly a key uh, a key matter. So um, that I think is important.
0: I'm not sure I understand that. What do you mean by improving the retail access?
2: i think the the feeling uh one of the objectives of the hill uh, review was to 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 make life easier for for retail participation in ipos because most issues are done by way of placings very few by way of public offers and um <clears throat> i think that's uh, an area which could be of interest and help to to ipsx um but uh, really, what what investors want are a liquid and efficient markets. Okay. Plain and simple.
0: Talking about what investors want, there, Roger. Um, how do investors trade in IPSX securities?
1: Well, it's uh, it, it's it's really very simple. Uh, I mean, the, the the these Chris touched on this earlier on. These are equities, just just like shares in Vodafone or Lloyds Bank. They settle in Crest. Um, They're available on some retail platforms, Um, others are being added as fast as possible all the time. Uh, They're available on some SIP uh, administrator platforms, others are being um, added all the time. So uh, it should be as simple as through these mediums uh, as simple as looking at your app or your um your home website on your provider and just just clicking on buy and you get this thing called quote and deal new deal in 15 seconds where that's not yet available uh if you are with certain providers that haven't yet switched switched this on because it's all ready to go um then we, we have market makers, I touched on this earlier on, but market makers is, is a really important part of the exchange. WH Ireland, Chris is first, is, is our first market maker.
0: Uh, alongside
1: um, Peel Hunt, they shortly can accord and soon Shaw capital and others will follow. The relevance of market makers is that they will make two way prices in these shares um, all day long. I think um, WH Ireland are currently quoting for the mailbox um, 101 pence to 104 pence last time I looked and that means they'll buy shares from you at 101 and they'll sell shares to you at 104 and those prices are firm you can deal on them now that's an important um just as an aside that of course is a very uh, important contrast with some of the retail open-ended funds which have been closed for investors seeking liquidity they were sold daily liquidity uh, but in some cases uh, um that they've been shut for over a year that just can't happen with a stock market. There are other um, trading members such as um, Jarvis, um, Blankstone, Alberti Sharp, Low Capital, uh, all of whom are, are ready to open accounts and let uh, and facilitate people buying shares through those market makers.
0: And what are some of the latest connectivity developments uh, that IPSF, uh, IPSX has been working on?
1: Well, I touched on it a little bit there. I mean, the the amount of technology and 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 um, technical connectivity that needs to be put in place to launch a new stock exchange uh, is phenomenal. Um, it's extraordinary. It's taken us a, a couple of years to to get it ready. Uh, it's taken a lot of investment, um, but importantly, that technology, that infrastructure, is all now fully built, um, fully deployed. Uh, fully operational. We're speaking to new investors all the time. We're speaking to new intermediaries all the time, and um, even new data carriers, you know, for people to carry our prices and and um, you know make it available to people to follow the share prices. But as I say, it's all there now. So it's just a case of um, expanding the list of financial firms who are um, willing to just switch on IPSX and make it available for for their customers to use.
0: Chris and Richard, uh, any final thoughts? We just uh, need to wrap up soon, but uh, any final thoughts from you?
2: No, I think it's uh, it's uh, beginning of a very exciting journey for for IPSX and uh, and also for other companies who want to list their assets on on the market and uh, and look forward to it developing. But like all these things, it's uh, it takes the first person to get there. To, to break the ice, and then hopefully there'll be a lot more participants.
0: richard
3: we're We're seeing a lot of interest. Uh, you know we've we've been following the um, uh, the IPSX journey very closely over a number of years while the uh, exchange um, was was being established. Uh, and we heard uh, from quite a lot the, the, um, from quite a lot of people that they didn't want to be the first. Uh, well uh, the first the first transactions is now being done. Uh, the first customer is on the exchange. Uh, and we're, we're seeing a great deal of interest. I think people, many people in the market are uh, are uh, interested and uh, excited by some sort of the uh, transactions that will be possible uh, on on IPSX And we're uh, we, we, we're having um, we're having lots of conversations with uh, with asset owners at the, mo- at the moment, which we uh, which we expect will we'll, um, we'll, will result in some interesting transactions on the exchange.
0: Roger, final thought from you, and any, uh, anything in the pipeline that you can share with us now?
1: Well, um, just to echo, uh, that, I mean, yes, the number of times I've been told uh, by people that they, they, they didn't want to go first, they wouldn't want to see it first. On the other hand, uh, the thing that's always encouraged me, I've been doing this, working here now for two and a half years, and I can count on the fingers of one hand, I think, of the thousands of conversations I've had, people who haven't said to me this is a great idea the real estate industry really needs this market wish you all the best once it's up and running we'll certainly use it so i as richard alluded to earlier on i am thrilled to hear he's got uh, a pipeline building um i'm really grateful to bclp and wh island for being such uh, early adopters of the exchange and, and and for being here to today to to talk about it um looking forward to Spending lots of time working with you both uh, coming up in terms of pipeline, Paul. We've got um, we've got a great spread of, of things coming. We've got uh, uh, regional offices. Um, we've got some operating businesses in the leisure space. We've got a logistics portfolio. We've got a very big urban regeneration project. We have some social housing coming. Um, we have a couple of corporate HQ offices. So again, particularly pleased to hear uh, about that uh, part of life being mentioned by Richard earlier on, uh, and and some big central London offices. So there's really um, a good spread of different types of property, different types of returns profiles. uh, And, you know, by the end of this year, uh, I'm very much looking forward to there being uh, a good handful of deals, different types, uh, different sizes, different parts of the country to, to really show what this exchange is going to look like in the long run.
0: Thank you very much, Roger, and best of luck with all of that. So uh, I'm afraid that's all we have time for. Thank you very much, Chris Hardy. Goodbye, Paul. Uh, it's been a pleasure to be here. And thanks to Richard Werner. Thank you, Paul. Goodbye for me too. It's been a pleasure. And to our host, Roger Clark.
1: Uh, thank you, Paul. And uh, thanks again to Chris and Richard. Uh, goodbye, everyone.
0: My name is Paul Shearer. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this IPSX podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast fix. All of our future episodes will be on there. You can also follow the conversation on our Twitter feed at ipsx_property, property or take a look on our website at IPSX.com.